Hello and welcome to the Life Untamed podcast, a podcast that celebrates the pursuit and creation of a life lived outside the lines, Life Untamed. I'm your host, Catherine Alfonso, and I'm so excited to explore with you and find out just what it takes to create a life filled with passion, purpose, and authenticity. A life fueled by connection and boundless curiosity. We'll hear stories from folks just like you, folks who chose to take the leap and dared to create a life that cannot and will not be tamed. Are you ready? Let's get after it. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Life Untamed podcast. So excited that you're tuning in. This episode is the very first interview of the show ever. And I am so excited to bring to you my very good friend, Sky Williams. This is going to be broken up into two episodes. So this is part one of the entire interview. You're going to love it. I'm so excited for you guys to check it out. Anyway, on with the show. All right, guys, welcome to the Life Untamed podcast. This is our very first interview episode with my very good friend, Sky Williams. She is a wonderfully talented photographer, fitness coach and trainer in Los Angeles, and a burgeoning mountaineer woman. So what's up, Sky? Hey. <laughs> I hey. love that. Burgeoning. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I saw you took that Abby course, so and you've been like doing rappel stuff outdoors and like leading trips. Tell us a little bit about what you do. I barely know what to call you. I so. know. Well, that's the thing. It's like I'm, I have my hands in a lot of different pots, you know, and all, they're all kind of coming together in a way. And it's that's kind of like the way that my life has always been, just kind of pursuing different things, you know, from an intuitive standpoint and hoping that they kind of come together. Right on. Um, but, I mean, I would say the, the main focus right now especially career-wise is a company that I created or co-founded at the end of 2019 called Adventure Fit and the goal behind it is to to help inspire people who might be in a little bit of a rut or like creatively emotionally physically and just need you know whatever the outdoors offers people and it's that can mean so many different things to different people and we leave it open in in that way and so we essentially get a group of people together and train them like a family, like a team. And a, a huge emphasis is on teamwork and just allowing these strangers to become family. Um, and then we put them through stuff, <laughs> challenges <laughs> that, run the, yeah, that run the gamut. <laughs> Physical training, a lot of space for that emotional vulnerability as well. We do writing prompts and sharing and that sort of thing. But the idea is the ultimate goal is to overcome some kind of challenge in nature just because that's that it mimics my upcoming in my life and how I've really found value in understanding who I am in a nature perspective and and yeah. and what those challenges bring to you as an individual but also how much how much more powerful those experiences are when they're shared I was just going to say I wanted to mention cuz I think this happened after you did that big backpacking trip for everyone listening sky in the last was that 2019 yes yeah so in 2019 you traversed both the islands of New Zealand backpacking it was probably the biggest trip backpacking solo that you'd ever done and I was 
initially thinking of going with you and mm-hmm. watching your stories and stuff. I'm so glad I didn't because <laughs> I would have died. Yeah. <laughs> You're way more badass than me for that. But I feel like Adventure Fit even kind of grew out of that experience for you, right? 100%. It was, well, so that trip for me kind of happened because of several other experiences that I gave myself leading up to it. One of my first experiences backpacking solo was the John Muir Trail in 2015, which was 220 miles. And that was my third backpacking trip ever. And it was one that definitely changed my life that I didn't even understand how at the time. You know, it was kind of like on Mm. that trip where I realized that I definitely wanted to photograph adventure in the outdoors Um, because I didn't know know that. that. Yeah, because I have always grown up being a photographer and I got a degree. And I wasn't even an outdoorsy person when I was in college. Like I thought it was cool and I liked it and stuff like that, but I was That's nowhere. That's so hard <laughs> to even imagine in context with, with how I know you. It's I know. difficult to imagine a life where you were not obsessed with being outside. Well, it's just funny because like growing up, I definitely always had that internal yearning for something and I didn't know what it was and it just would always nag at me. And it, you know, it wasn't until I found that outdoor space and the growth that can happen in it that I really started answering that nag in a way. And so it was just kind of like breadcrumbs that like I started to feel something and I didn't quite understand what it was, but I would just pursue it. And then there I was all alone in the Sierras, like on my first night, like I went to sleep at like 3 p.m. because I was afraid of the nighttime. I was like, if I just sleep through it, then it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) If I could just go to sleep in the light and wake up in the light, it will all be okay. It'll be good. It'll be good. (laughs) And then so it was there on that trip because I had brought, you know, a little mirrorless camera with me um, Mm -hmm. that I figured out. I was like, wow, I just really love these two things. But it, it wasn't like an instant click it was kind of like after the trip happened and I was able to process it and I was like wow I really enjoyed that and so I just kind of continued to pursue those outdoor experiences and just really drawn to it for the healing effect that it brought because that's what I was looking for in my life was to to heal from stuff that happened a long time ago and figuring out the best way to do that and Mm -hmm. I just found it through building my body and challenging myself in nature and I always kind of lived life a little differently because that was a goal of mine. Over having, you know, a corporate job or over having that stuff is just like, I was just very drawn to like the healing powers of nature. And so I kind of pursued that over everything. Did you always know though? So you said you got your degree in photography. So you always knew that you love photography and then being outdoors sort of came afterward. Mm -hmm. Did you always know that you were not going to do the regular nine to five, pursue a traditional career path? Honestly, kind of in a way, yeah. But like, I don't, I always felt bad about it. I just like always knew that that's what I didn't want. But because of the societal pressures of that is what is correct. Yeah. I, I definitely always to a fault felt like I was in the wrong or like, oh my God. like for so much of my past, like I'm so thankful that I lived the way that I did, but I had so much anxiety about it. Um, like I, yeah. I just constantly felt like I was wrong, but at the same time, I felt like I was right internally, but it's just like everywhere you look, if you're looking for that external validation, it wasn't there because you know, what you're supposed to do is this. And I wasn't yeah. doing that. And like somewhere inside, I always knew that was okay, but uh-huh. it's just when you're met with so many external things that are saying it's not okay, that's just, it's kind of hard to deal with. I think that's the biggest struggle. I think that's even like the biggest hurdle in wrapping your mind around sort of stepping outside the lines a little bit yeah is really struggling with 
just the anxiety about it because I can completely relate I feel like it's taken me this long to figure out that I love podcasts and I want to start a podcast of my own and and connecting and telling stories and hearing stories and talking with people is something I'm super passionate about but the entire journey to get to that point has been my entire life and it's fighting that anxiety the programming that is the (laughs) hardest yeah so how did you I mean so if we were to like together formulate a step-by-step process like how did you start to kind of either accept that the anxiety was going to be there or just sort of train yourself out of that feeling or do you always have that feeling I mean I still kind of have it to some extent but I think that the thing that always eased it was the realness that I experienced having these outdoor experiences It was Mm -hmm. a certain realness that I would not experience in any other context. And just being a human in this world, like that sort of realness as I'm describing is, was my, my North star. It's like when I know that those connections were happening, that that was something to pay attention to. When I was experiencing personal breakthroughs, that was something to pay attention to. And Mm -hmm. it was having those and being able to find them upon any journey that really kind of catapulted me forward and and so it's like you gather all this information but then you don't always know how it's going to connect you just know that it matters exactly and so it requires I think a lot of faith and just a lot of trust and trust is something Mm -hmm. that I've had a hard time with in my past but Mm -hmm. something that in a way nature has really helped me with and it's that kind of like intuitive trust that you and also just understanding time you know it's like we view time Mm -hmm. very linear but the more that I you know have these experiences I realize it might not necessarily be the case and I don't know. And just listening to people who are much smarter than me, just (laughs) saying like how, how long it takes or just to trust the process. And so kind of listening to people, you know, say those sorts of things, but then also just truly understanding what feels right, kind of going along with those two things. And even if you're kicking and screaming the whole time, just having faith in the process that what you're doing and what you're, you're pursuing matters, especially when it's in service to others and not necessarily to your ego or to yourself. As far as, people that you had as examples in your life for living in this way really intuitively would you say you got that maybe from your parents I mean I know your mom is also an outdoor woman Mm -hmm. she just recently did if not all a big chunk of the PCT just last year right yeah she's done sections of it over the last couple years and she's in her 60s and it became a, a dream of hers and against all odds she just kind of went for it and she she cites a lot of that experience from inspiration from me which I think is super cool growing up uh, my mom was always really big into camping like car camping and she you know took me my first trip to Yosemite as her parents took her and their grandparents took her and it's kind of like a family tradition and one that I hope to pass on if I ever have kids someday as well and so like I I definitely saw her light up in nature and just having mm-hmm. that as an example is powerful. Like even if we only did a couple of camping trips a year, it's like when you see someone you care about who's giving you life light up to something, yeah. you pay attention to it naturally. Even if you don't do anything with it at the time, it just leaves an impression. And same thing with my dad. He, you know, I grew up out in Las Vegas and his safe mm-hmm. place was Red Rock Canyon. 
he had a lot of demons that he was battling and that I could see every day. And I would just see him be a different person when we were in Red Rock in a good way. It would like curb his depression mm-hmm. and curb what he was going through. And that was also another powerful example that I didn't really know about, or I didn't really like, I didn't really understand how it was affecting me at the time. It was just a, an observation that I had that, you know, those sort of observations become subconscious and maybe those are the internal things that were leading me in a way that I didn't quite understand at the time. But he has since passed and I see my mom kind of go in and out of her struggles too, but it's just like the common thing that I see in them is just how nature was healing to them. And I started kind of beginning my own journey of healing in nature too. And so it's just that, that theme was a theme that I had that I didn't know what I was going to do with yet. And, you know, they always say you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And I've learned that to be so true. And so you know, when I first started getting into the outdoors stuff, I felt very selfish. I did. Like, I huh. I wasn't, you know, pursuing what I considered to be a career. I was working in a restaurant and just kind of like saving up money and then going to spend it to, you mm-hmm. know, buy gear and go outside and just kind of doing that for a while. And I would see like a bunch of friends and family like pursuing things that are traditional to our society and stuff and so I was just like I'm just going into the woods for the weekend you know and like that's what it (laughs) seemed like on the surface but truly internally it was much deeper than that and I just remember having a conversation with a friend you know expressing that you know because I was going to the gym a lot and I was going outside a lot and just kind of doing those two things only and I expressed Mm -hmm. I was like I feel so selfish because I feel like these are all very just for myself and these pursuits and because I'd bring friends along or I'd tag along but it at the time it wasn't about exposing other people to that it was mostly just about me having those experiences and then he kind of was like you know it's like that's how it's going to be and like it's it's gonna you know if you just keep pursuing those things passionately then you you probably can't see what it will become yet but because you are who you are and you you are a very giving individual it will ultimately find a way to work itself out for the greater good I like (laughs) I honestly believe though that that's a human thing I think when I think about the times when I feel the most lit up and and it's not just me, it's not just you. I think I see it a lot all around me in people is we were meant to give to each yeah. other and either give support, give love, give care, give knowledge, give connection. It's all about connection. And so I understand what you say when you're like, I felt like it was really selfish of me in the beginning, but I see so much connection in all the things that you do. I remember the first backpacking trip that I, it's actually the only backpacking trip, sadly, that I've ever taken with you. (laughs) (laughs) When we went up to Kearsarge Pass in the Sierra Nevadas, Mm -hmm. I just remember the intent with which we started that trip. It was a small group of us, what, like four of us altogether? Five. Five of us all together, including you. And I just remember leaving the parking lot and taking that moment. You had us intentionally stop and think about what was it the way like we're beginning this trip as who we are right now. And when we end this trip and when we come back to this space, we're going to be different having had an experience. And I remember that had been the first time anyone had taken a breath anytime I'd done something outside to even express that idea because it's so true and so I know it but to have someone else make me stop and think about it before we go up it changes the perspective on the entire trip and it made that trip so much more meaningful than just like 
24 hours outside. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and you know, so many thoughts can spawn off of what you just said. (laughs) No, it's, it's wonderful. It's amazing. It's great. But yes, like I love doing that because like each time you go into nature and it's, it's a teaching experience, it's a learning experience. And, but also it doesn't have to be like, there's, I meet so many people who are not that way, but they still enjoy nature in their own way. And that is amazing. However, this is just the way that I have found that I like to connect and to mm-hmm. consciously be aware of what's happening while it's happening as much as you can. Um, Cause I, I mean, I personally find that so much knowledge is gleaned after in the post, like when you get back from an adventure and then you understand the right. way that's an easier way to understand in which the ways that you change because you don't understand it while you're out there but the only thing about it is like being out there it's just like you kind of get rid of your expectations and you just let whatever is happening happen you are extremely present which is why a 24-hour trip can seem like a week and it usually does and it did yeah because like so much is happening like even if you are chill on the trip like you're just so aware of every single moment. You're so much more open because generally you don't have your cell phone. You don't have technology in any way. So it's just yeah. bare bones, you know. Um, I remember cooking us like a lovely dinner. <laughs> that was. I remember being really <laughs> impressed with how like legit of a dinner it was, you know, for but a backpacking then, trip. But then like when you spend all day physically exerting yourself and then like you can taste the flavors of the bell pepper just so much more and it just means so yeah. much more. You're not just like blindly shoving food in your face you're like grateful for it you know because of what it meant to have that in that moment I feel like that might have been one of the best meals I've had outside <laughs> on the trip like that it helps that anything is good when you're when you're really hungry and you're cold <laughs> like yeah, you know totally. <laughs> but but if you can add a little bit more to make it great then heck yeah do it so tell me about New Zealand like what about that backpacking trip tied in all these loose threads into what is now this amazing program, Adventure Fit. Yeah. So I was having all of these incredible experiences that we've kind of been brushing on. And I really wanted to do something. I wanted to do like a long distance trail of some kind, Mm. but I didn't know what. I just kind of just sat with that idea for a while. I was like, okay, I want to do something, but I didn't know what the answer was. And I just kind of waited for it to come. And then Mm -hmm. I learned about this trail in New Zealand and I learned that it wasn't really a trail. It was more like a path. It's a newly developed network of signposts and through New Zealand. And so like the, the group that created it just wanted to link together all of these beautiful like nature areas in New Zealand. And so they're kind of linked together through a network of roads and like farmland and just it's Whoa. not as like pristine as the PCT, for instance. Um, like yeah, it looked pretty thick. Some portions looked like real raw. Yeah, and un- it's untouched. Exactly. <laughs> and so in that way, it, it felt like such a, I don't know, like a true nature experience in that like you truly had to use all the tools available available to you to get through it when I especially when I did it there wasn't like a guidebook available there wasn't really like much to be like this is where you go and this is what you do and I think now since then there's guidebooks and apps and like all that stuff which is awesome but like I'm so grateful for the rawness of it because it required so much of me and that that's yeah. kind of like the theme for myself is like I just am always looking in a way to be tested you know like can I handle certain things or can I do it or if I can't like can I be okay with saying no or can I fall back from it 
And so I found found out about it, fell in love with it, booked a one-way ticket immediately. <laughs> and um, <laughs> at the time I was under 30. And so I was able to apply for like a work holiday visa from New Zealand because I didn't, I genuinely had no idea how long it was going to take me. Because yeah. the regular visas, I believe, are three months. And I was like, for sure, it's going to take me longer than three months to walk across this country. <laughs> um, I forget what your total time was. Four and a half months. Woohoo! Oh my gosh, you were gone that long. Yeah, so I think it ended up taking about four months. And then I, I took a little bit of time in the beginning, the middle, and the end off. Mm-hmm. But total walking time, I think, ended up being close to like almost four months. Um, Do you feel like you have different feet oh, <laughs> in that, ex- in that, through that experience? You're like, these feet are not the feet that I've lived with my entire life. It was crazy. These are wholly different feet and legs and body for sure you know there were so many times where I would just like look at my body and marvelment just being like I cannot Mm -hmm. believe I'm doing what I'm doing right now and it definitely took its toll on me I remember especially towards the end I was reading some Mm -hmm. of my journal entries recently and I remember writing like that it felt like I was walking on broken bones because of how much pain I was in at certain points oh (laughs) and but that's kind of the thing. It's like you just kind of have to keep going. <laughs> I mean, I guess you don't. I guess you don't have to. I guess you you don't. But in my mind, I did. So you basically that led to you wanting to break people in LA to give them <laughs> the experience you had. But so I mean, in a way, yes. Like you know, like mm-hmm. I I realized what it took for me to be there, and it was years of smaller trips, smaller adventures, smaller moments of me saying yes to ultimately build up to something like that. And like, I just so many times during that trip would just pinch myself being like, how is it that I'm here? Like this experience is generally reserved for insert blank like I you know it's always it's always somebody else like who can do that this other person who's been doing this this many years way more skilled than you know not me totally exactly and for any reason experience financial you know age like just whatever I think that was part of it too is like I did recognize that I was in a position where I could take some time off in the sense that like Mm Because I didn't get myself into a nine to five career, I could have months off. Like, because I didn't have these certain commitments in my life, I was able to to say yes to that experience. Ultimately, I'm super grateful for that. And not to say that any other path is wrong, but I just was able to recognize where I was at and wanting to do something with it. And so there's just so many times where I was like, even though like a lot of it was painful and difficult and the entire emotional scale, <laughs> I was just like, I am so lucky. I am so lucky. Yeah. And like, you know, when you have those experiences, you see life so differently. You do see that connection between people because there's nothing else to distract you. And like, yeah. I just realized so many amazing things about the human race and the human spirit, like on that journey and just how much more important those connections are and how that is the, essentially like our purpose as humans is to work together to like, you yeah. know, it's like almost like how ants work together. Like no ant can build a colony on its own. It's not meant to, you know, and yeah. it's like, that's, I think what we're forgetting as humans sometimes, like how much more powerful we are when we come together and almost how much we're supposed to come together. I think we're supposed to come together in, in building and creating, but also in healing a lot of our, our own wounds. I think so much of healing is portrayed, especially now as internal work, as like work that you just go and do on your own. And so much of that can be brought to the surface and healed in community and 
with other people and through connecting. Exactly. And to see how other people are doing it and to give you language and to, like you're saying, like so much of it, I think now is like a lot of people feel like they have to do it alone and, and in the dark. And yeah. like, in, in some respects, some of it is like some of it truly does have to be super individualized. Healing, I think, is amplified when there's multiple people involved in whatever way, whether that's like a group therapy session or just a group experience. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, these are the realizations that I had learned because so much of it had been on my own and individual. But when I came to it with a group, that's when I realized, like, that's where it's at. So a lot of Adventure Fit feels like a covert kind of sneaky way of sneaking all this into a larger community's mind and lifestyle and mindset it is <laughs> I think you know I remember when you told me about adventure fit and how it was preparing people's minds as well as their bodies to take on the challenge of being outdoors and like you have this trip as the main goal um, and then you have a five weeks leading up to it where you're physically training as well as mentally. But I like that you kind of snuck some breath work in there and some like sneaky, we're actually going to work on some of the stuff that you're struggling yes. with here. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's intentional, you know, because like I hear so much criticism, you know, from the spiritual world, like on the term that I'm hearing now is like mm. spiritual materialism. But then also like there's language can turn people off. You know, like the moment right. you hear like yoga or breath work, like some people are just instantly turned <laughs> off, but they shouldn't be because yeah. it is human and it is, you know, like, I mean, I understand that not everybody heals in the same way, but the thing that I think is important, which is also like what we integrate into the program is just being exposed to different methodologies that you then learn from or take. And then you can kind of like on your own explore things in a little bit more depth after the program because um, it's just yeah. important for you to find whatever it is that is that one thing and for some people it's just physical exercise for some people it's mm-hmm. just yoga for some people it's just cold exposure and and that's awesome but like the program really is designed to expose you to it all that way you know and I have so many friends who just you know scoff at anything quote-unquote woo-woo and, and, and so um, is my favorite, I know though. and that's but see and like and, and if you just I don't know just approach it a little bit more like you approach people where they're at you approach people on their right. level and then you can either mm-hmm. bring them to where you're at or just you know give them the tools to get there on their own and that's kind of where we're at because like there's a lot of people who've come through our program who like if day one we did transformational breathing they'd be like okay I'm out and so like the <laughs> idea is to like kind of you know, slowly integrate these ideas, but then also to just like really get them together as like a team, as a family. And so like, by the time that we get to the transformational breathing, they're in, they've bought in. And that's half the battle towards anything healing is you just believe that it works. And once you have that knowing, then you just, you just go for it. You're like, all right, we're doing this. And then you look at the person next to you and they're doing it and they're like, okay, let's go. Yeah. You've built that team and you've connected these people to each other through all those experiences. Exactly. And it's just like, you're so, you're generally speaking, like you're going to work harder towards something if you know that your efforts help other people. And so like a lot of the, the physical exercise we integrate into the program is team oriented or partner oriented. So like if you work harder, you, your, your partner has more success and it's you kind of mimic that like outdoor partnership, you know, like when you're on a mountain with one person, it's like, it's not just about you, it's about your partner and you can elevate each other and you work harder for each other because you know it's not just you on the line and it makes it so much more 
easier to obtain or like you just push yourself so much more a shared goal is way easier than just like individual exactly (laughs) for sure and so I mean all this stuff was just stuff that I had learned on my own or experienced on my own and I went to New Zealand kind of being like okay by the end of this experience like I want to know what is my next step you know I want to know like Mm. what I want to do next like I'm gonna have lots of time to think I'm gonna you know yeah and so like I put a lot of pressure on myself when I was out there to to come up with my great idea and to be honest by the end of it I didn't have it. I, you know, I didn't think about adventure fit like at all. Like when I was there. Wow. Really? Like when I, when I like on the very last day of my experience there, like getting to the finish line of bluff, which is the southernmost part of the country, I felt like weirdly defeated. I didn't feel like, Oh my God, I had just done this thing. Like I was broken physically, emotionally, like that had just taken so much out of me. I couldn't even think about, you know, other stuff because I was just so present with what I was experiencing at the moment. And so I didn't know if I was going to stay there, come back to the U S but I ultimately did decide to come back to the U S and before I left, I had moved out of my apartment and put all my stuff in a storage. So I was just like staying on the couch mm-hmm. of a friend, just healing, <laughs> healing from my healing <laughs> journey because <laughs> it was just so much and um I I felt like defeated I was like I don't know what my next move is like I don't I just didn't know sounds like a really dark it, it moment kinda, like right before the dawn yeah, it kind of was <laughs> like I spent all my money I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> um kind of like in the theme of what we were talking about earlier it's like I now know to always just give some time after those experiences of like integration Mm because like I was saying earlier it's like those experiences give you things that you can't recognize right away you you ask yourself certain questions and the only thing that changes is eventually the answers start to change and that's how that you know you've had these experiences that like enlighten you or shed new shed new light all right I think that wraps it up for this first part of my awesome interview with Sky. I hope you guys are loving it as much as I am I really look forward to seeing you guys in part two of this awesome interview. There's some juicy stuff coming and you're not going to want to miss it. All right, guys. See you next time. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this episode of the Life Untamed podcast. I really, really appreciate the time you take to listen. And if you found value, if you loved what we were talking about in this episode, please do head over to your streaming site, leave us a review, subscribe if you like, send it with all the friends, especially if you found something meaningful. I would love to know that these messages are getting out to the people who need them the most. And if I don't know those people, you might. So for sure, send it over. Thanks again. Hope to see you in the next episode.